Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode six of my Crisis to Opportunity podcast. The topic for today is emotions. In fact, my next four podcasts will be devoted to the immense impact that emotions have on how you respond to a crisis. When confronted with a crisis, the fight-or-flight instinct that I described in a previous podcast is our initial emotional response that was hardwired into us long before we began to walk upright. Historically, these feelings have served as our first line of defense against people and or situations that we perceived as threats to our survival. These reactions were experienced by our ancestors as a wake-up call that danger lurked close by and that they needed to take action if they wanted to survive. Our emotions have evolved to our greatest survival benefit. So-called hot emotions, such as surprise and disgust, are experienced instantaneously and powerfully. These emotions signal to us an imminent threat to our survival, which then initiates urgent action in response to its cause. For example, an attacker or rotten food, respectively. That increases our chances of survival. Crisis emotions evolved to be really unpleasant for two essential purposes. First, they get our attention. When something doesn't feel good, we take immediate note. Second, they strongly encourage us to take action to remove the aversive feelings and to prevent them from happening again. In contrast, what I call cool emotions, such as joy and love, typically take longer to be felt and are usually less intense initially because there isn't a pressing need to experience them strongly or right away. Plus, as you well know, cool emotions are very pleasant. We experience crisis emotions in ways that guarantee that we pay attention to them and heed their warning. Crisis emotions are immediate. Any delays in recognizing or acting on these feelings could have meant certain death in earlier times. Crisis emotions are also visceral, meaning we feel them in every cell of our physical being. Cortisol is released in our brain. Adrenaline is released into our bloodstream. These hormones activate the sympathetic nervous system, which heightens energy production and prepares our bodies for action. Additionally, heart rate and respiration increase to maximize the oxygen distributed throughout our bodies. Our immune system becomes suppressed to boost available energy, and our senses heighten to broaden our awareness of our surroundings. This physical shift is overwhelming and impossible to ignore because our bodies want to ensure that our minds receive a clear message that danger is near. If this message is missed or confused, we wouldn't have survived as cave people and we wouldn't be here today. Which emotions you experience and the intensity with which you feel them depends on a variety of factors. First, your emotional hardwiring influences the impact that crisis emotions have on you. There's clear evidence that temperament, which is the characteristic way in which we react emotionally, is innate. Some people are simply born highly sensitive, and as a result, are more likely to react emotionally to situations quickly and intensely. Conversely, other people are temperamentally quite stoic, meaning they aren't particularly emotional about anything, whether pleasant or unpleasant experiences. These stolid people don't get overly excited with good news, or they, and they don't get particularly upset with bad news. As a consequence, people who are temperamentally stoic are less reactive emotionally and less likely to respond strongly or negatively to a crisis. Though I just described the two ends of this temperamental spectrum, there are many degrees of emotional reactivity in between them. If you reflect on ways you've responded emotionally to crises in the past, you'll be able to judge where you lie along the continuum of temperament. Your past experiences with emotions in general, and during crises in particular, also influence your immediate reactions. For example, those who have years of experience and a history of success in confronting crises, whether a senior executive in the financial services industry with years of experience seeing the stock market go up and down, 
a seasoned team of emergency room professionals, a squad of Navy SEALs on a combat mission, or a veteran football team in the Super Bowl, all are more likely to have developed constructive attitudes and effective strategies to react positively to crises. In contrast, those with little experience in a field or who have struggled in crises in the past will probably have less confidence in their ability to successfully confront crises as they haven't had the opportunity to develop effective strategies for managing these stressful situations. Your emotions will also be dictated by the degree to which the crisis threatens you directly and immediately. The closer you are to a crisis in terms of distance, connection, or personal investment, the more strongly your emotions will likely be. For example, people who lived in New York City or who knew someone who died in the 9-11 attacks probably reacted more intensely than those in other parts of the country or those who didn't know anyone there. Additionally, people who held more aggressive investment portfolios were more likely to have responded strongly to the stock market crash of 2008 than those with a more conservative portfolio because the losses would have been greater and the financial pain inflicted more significant than those who had less at risk. The resources you have available will also contribute to the intensity of your emotions during a crisis, whether in the form of experience, information, support, money, time, or materials. The more resources you have, the less threatened you will feel in a reaction to a crisis. These resources increase people's confidence in their capabilities to manage and overcome the crisis. For example, the U.S. Airways captain, Chesley Sullenberger, Sully, for those who saw the movie with Tom Hanks, who piloted the quote-unquote miracle on the Hudson landing of a passenger jet on the Hudson River in 2009, used his years of experience and extensive flying skills to remain calm and save the lives of 150 passengers and crew. In contrast, lacking those resources, a less experienced pilot would likely have had a greater difficulty in handling this intense and potentially catastrophic situation successfully. Finally, the amount of control that you have or think you have in response to a crisis will influence how much it affects you emotionally. Generally speaking, the more control you feel over a crisis, the less intense your emotions will be and the less likely they will interfere with your ability to assert control and respond positively to the crisis. Returning to the example of Captain Sullenberger, his well-trained and demonstrable capabilities, pilots regularly train in simulators that enable them to practice positive responses to precisely these sorts of potential disasters, instilled in him the belief that the crisis was within his control, enabling him to stay calm and focused and make rapid and correct decisions that averted a tragedy. In contrast, the passengers on the plane likely felt helpless and presumably terrified when they realized their plane was going to crash into the water. From Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the six-time NBA champion and basketball legend, you have to be able to center yourself, to let go of all of your emotions. Don't ever forget that you play with your soul as well as your body. Interestingly, research has shown that simply the perception of control can reduce emotional reactions in response to a crisis. In other words, even in the absence of real control over a situation, if you believe you have control, you will react less emotionally to a crisis. This phenomenon is exemplified by the desire for some people in a crisis to gather information and increase their knowledge of it. Particularly for a crisis that is actually out of your control, such as a financial crisis, gaining a better understanding of its causes and consequences doesn't change the degree to which you can control it, but does increase your perceptions of control. Emotions play an immediate and elemental role in how humans experience a crisis. Key aspects of this emotional influence include how strongly and negatively you react when a crisis strikes and your response to that emotional reaction. Your ability to recognize, 
Understand and overcome your initial emotions to a crisis may very well determine its long-term impact on you. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 6 of Crisis to Opportunity. And be on the lookout for Episode 7 in the near future.